Well, 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 we're live here on the interwebs yet again on the back porch here in eastern Oklahoma. Hopefully YouTube cooperates today while we live stream. Uh, unlike last night where it kicked me off uh, 10, 12, 15 times. I don't know. Well, look who it is. Hello, Mr. Rat. Uh, we're going to do the brief. Uh-uh. Good job. It is 31 May 23. I'm Baron Dependent from the internet. Uh, listen, if you're new here, subscribe, ring the little bell icon. If you're not new here, share the show with somebody you love or don't. That's entirely up to you. And please make sure that uh, the YouTube algorithmic robots have not unsubscribed you. Okay? Okay, Bear. All right, cool. What's up, Paul Addison? Yo, dude. Thomas Carter from Arizona. Wow, okay. Track it. Baron Pennant Brief, 31 May 23, brought to you by RefugeMedical.com, as always. Who turned up the heat? 20 Russian drones attacked Kiev, killing four. After the attacks, Kiev, Kiev's mayor, said on TV, quote, if the Russians can make Kiev a nightmare, why do the people of Moscow rest? End quote. And shortly thereafter, the reports began. At least eight drones have attacked Moscow as of Tuesday morning. That'd be yesterday. Russia's defense ministry has accused Ukraine of what they call, quote, a terrorist attack, end quote. But Ukraine denies being directly involved. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's just a quinky dink. It's just, just a little accident, just a little misunderstanding, you know. The damage was fairly minimal. Two people were injured and three residential buildings sustained damages in Moscow. But, some of the strikes appeared to target wealthier neighborhoods. Take that, patriarchy. This attack is the largest to hit Moscow since the start of this war, and there have been concerns expressed that the drones were able to strike the city. That's kind of the interesting thing. So the Ukrainians that Russia has been saying are a bunch of, like, Neanderthal neo-Nazis, Satanist gay libertines, uh, that Russia's going to crush, the mighty bear will crush. Uh, flew drones into Moscow and attacked these neighbor neighborhoods, like, without anybody stopping them? That's super curious. That has led uh, many a person to posit that mm, maybe, instead, maybe, uh, the Russians attacked themselves simply for propaganda. Especially when you consider the fact that, like, there was no real damage done, no real lives lost. Now... Here's the, here's the super secret deal here, the insider information. I don't know. I have no idea. But, eh, I don't, like, why? What does Kiev gain by attacking Moscow with some drones, other than making them feel a little bit unsettled? Not much. I think it's more in Russia's favor to fake this attack as an onus to escalate in Ukraine. But even then, like, why? Russia's basically already already using everything they've got short of nuclear weapons in Ukraine. So, is it like, oh no, man, World War III, we're on the brink of World War III. I'm going to go ahead and say probably not. I think this is just an interesting anecdote, an interesting footnote in the history of the war in Ukraine. Military-industrial complex, said Tactadad. In the past... <clears throat> Senior U.S. officials have noted that attacks within Russia's borders could escalate the conflict. Russia's foreign ministry has stated that it has the right, quote, to take the harshest possible measures, end quote. 
of what? More artillery strikes, more drone strikes, more missiles launched from MiGs, more, you know, attacks with missiles from the Black Sea, more conventional ground forces. What, what else What else are you going to do? Shoot laser beams at them? I don't know what else they got, right? Oh, it's warm here today in Eastern Oklahoma. 90. 90 degrees. So it's a, a little much. In other news, North Korea, everybody's favorite dumpling, is preparing to launch military, a military spy satellite in what is obviously a global controversy. The launch would violate UN resolutions that ban any long-range missiles testing from North Korea. UN resolutions. We all got together and decided that you can't do that. And if you do, we will issue you a piece of paper. And you're going to be very disappointed when we hand you this piece of paper and um, if you don't like the piece of paper we will sanction you even more than we already have so don't you don't you dare do that mr. dumpling guy the US State Department has warned that North Korea has warned North Korea in a statement saying quote we urge the DPRK the Democratic People's Republic of Korea the what the Democratic People's Republic of Korea we're about to be de Prusa here in the United States of America, the Democratic People's Republic of the United States of America, right? Like, we've talked before about the intricacies of democracy versus a representative republic. The Democratic Republic, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. They don't exactly have it going on there in North Korea, just FYI. So like, Maybe, maybe we just do like, a, what do they call that in real estate? Like a couple of comps? Like let's look at some other societies and see how that whole Democratic People's Republic thing is working out. Not so great. Um, economic mobility, not great. Um, availability of food, it's kind of a minor thing, but availability of food, not so great. Um, economic stability, no. Um, freedom! Nope, not doing so good there either. Uh, representative Republic. Nope, we got a dumpling dictator instead. Yeah, I mean, the comps don't really check out. You know, they're not doing so great. So, we urge the U.S. State Department, we urge the DPRK to refrain from further unlawful activity and call on Pyongyang, the capital, to engage in serious and sustained diplomacy, end quote. It's not, not a very compelling argument. The CEO of Rogue States Project, Harry Kazianis, told USA Today, quote, The North Korea crisis, which has been in a state of hibernation for years, seems to be getting ready to explode again upon the world stage. Pyongyang, thanks to decades of investments that total billions of doll hairs, is no military paper tiger, but can raise tensions far beyond anything we've seen in the previous years. And that could put us on the brink of a nuclear showdown, end quote. I, I mean, maybe it's just the vibe today. Maybe I'm like super focused on the micro today, like absolutely got my hands full on the micro today, but I'm like, eh, drone strikes in Moscow, eh, meh. DPRK, you know, launching a spy satellite, eh, like, eh. The fact of the matter is, like, 
We've got, what, three carrier strike groups in the South China Sea. They launch a missile, and we don't want that missile to go anywhere. We can very quickly make that missile not go anywhere. But, but what about international tensions? What shall we do? I don't know. Grow a pair of balls like we used to have as a nation. We're like, you know, let's, let's lean into this American hegemony, right? Like, like, let's just go there, right? Like, we have more naval ships than what, the next seven navies combined? Right? Right? Now, I don't, I, on a libertarian standpoint, I don't think we should be the police of the world, but we're kind of already the police of the world, in case you haven't noticed. So, like, maybe just eh, shoot the missile down. Right? Maybe just shoot the missile down. The launch of the DPRK spy satellite is expected sometime between now and June 11th, and Japan has already prepared its ballistic missile defenses and called for Pyongyang to refrain from going through with the launch. And of course, if you're on Patreon, you got the written brief and the links. Uh, speaking of China, Xi tells China's security chiefs to prepare for, quote, dangerous storms. This is coming from Russia Today, a.k.a. Russian propaganda. Why are all these dogs loose? Luckily, they're well-behaved, but they're all supposed to be on tether. I don't know what's happening right now. I will deal with that later. China faces increasingly difficult and complex national security challenges and must prepare for worst-case scenarios by increasing its capacity to deal with external threats, President Xi Jinping has warned. Quote, We must be prepared for worst-case and extreme scenarios and be ready to withstand the major test of high winds, choppy waters, and even dangerous storms, end quote. The state-run news agency Xinhua quoted Xi as saying on Tuesday in a meeting with China's top security officials in Beijing. He added that more efforts were needed to modernize the nation's security architecture and, quote, get prepared for actual combat and dealing with practical problems, end quote. Xi made his comments to the National Security Commission amid increasing tensions with the U.S. Just this week, Beijing declined Washington's request for a meeting between the two countries' defense chiefs when both men attended a security conference in Singapore in June, citing the need for U.S. officials to respect China's sovereignty and security concerns. I just think it's interesting that Xi's like, hey, um, we should be ready for combat. China cut off defense and climate ties with Washington. And climate ties, ooh, isn't that just... Oh, green tech. Well, we need to be carbon neutral. Like... China produces the vast majority of CO2 emissions in the world. They burn coal for power. Doesn't matter what we do over here if they don't stop doing what they do over there. You know what I mean, Maria Spencer? Rob Max gets it. Glock 316 knows what's up. China cut off defense and climatized with Washington last August over alleged meddling by U.S. officials in Taiwan. Chinese Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Mao Ning Demanded, demanded on Wednesday that the U.S. stop flying spy planes over the South China Sea, calling the flights dangerous provocations. Again, China thinks that they somehow have ownership of the South China Sea. Uh, they do not. Her statement came one day after the U.S. Indo-Pacific Command accused the Chinese pilot of causing a near collision by buzzing his fighter jet in front of an American reconnaissance plane in international airspace above the South China Sea. There's video of that on the interwebs, by the way. Pentagon has, the Pentagon has labeled China, quote, the most consequential and systemic challenge, end quote, to U.S. national security. 
an assessment that Beijing derided as an excuse to expand Washington's nuclear arsenal and maintain its military hegemony. I agree. I think China's our primary external threat. I think our primary internal threat is like Soros-backed wackos, the two-party system, economic collapse, the Jedburgh teams destroying uh, the you know U.S. infrastructure and food production, um, illegals coming across the border, Biden, and many other things. Xi urged his security chief to build up strategic self-confidence, improve the coordination of their operations, and utilize more advanced technology. He called for enhanced real-time monitor monitoring of security threats, a better early warning system, and improved handling of computer data and artificial intelligence. Come here. The complexity and severity of national security problems faced by our country have increased dramatically, she said. U.S. President Joe Biden's administration has tried to stymie China's development of advanced semiconductor chips, at least partly because of their importance in advancing AI technology. Those measures have included restrictions on exports of semiconductors and advanced chip-making equipment to China. Last week, China banned purchases of products from Micron Technology, the largest U.S. maker of computer memory chips, citing significant security risks. Some observers interpreted the move as retaliation for Washington's efforts to contain China's chipmaking industry. U.S. Secretary of Commerce Gina Raimondo responded by saying Washington won't tolerate the Micron ban. You won't? How are you going to retaliate? You're going to hand them a piece of paper? Here's a demerit, China. We're not happy with you either. Um, it speaks a lot to the current strength of U.S. leadership, um, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. at Al that during this presidency, we've had a war with Ukraine. We're probably gonna to go to war with China. We've got China saying we need to be ready for combat. We've got tinfoil is a new black, thanks Nick. Uh, we've got North Korea launching missiles again. The Sudanese are losing their shit over there. Like, eh, not as strong leadership-wise, as we might think we are, regardless of what uh, what the media, the mass media, might be telling us. Speaking of leadership, from the blaze, Mike Pence will reportedly launch pre his presidential bid next week, and two other Republicans are also expected to announce. Former Vice President Mike Pence will announce a presidential bid next week, according to reports that indicate he will have an event in Iowa on June 7th and also release a video. Yeah, the Afghani stuff. Thank you, Alexandria Dean. That's correct. The, the drawdown from Afghanistan? Eh, not so great. So Pence is announcing his presidential bid. He's aware that Trump's running, right? Like, has nobody told him that Trump is running? Trump is going to eat him alive. The move would mean challenging former President Donald Trump and the rest of the GOP primary field. Pence served along Vice President of blah, 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 blah. Florida, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announced a White House bid last week. Other contenders include Nikki Haley, who served as a U.S. ambassador to the United Nations during a portion of Trump's tenure, Vivek Ramaswamy, Larry Elder, former, US, uh, former, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, and U.S. Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina. Trump's event, polls have indicated that Trump holds a lead over the pack of GOP presidential candidates, you think, and potential candidates, with DeSantis in second place. This astounds me. 
former New Jersey governor Chris Christie. What? Chris Christie sucks. He's terrible. And current North Dakota governor Doug Burgum. <coughs> I know nothing about Dougie. Also reportedly expected to announce White House bids next week. The first Republican primary debate is scheduled for August. On the other side of the aisle, President Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Asterisk is running for re-election, which means that Americans could end up with a rematch of the 2020 election in 2024. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Marianne Williamson are also running on the Democratic Party. Biden, who is already the oldest president in American history, and let's be honest, just doing a fabulous job, the guy's super on top of it, would be 86 by the end of a second term. Trump would be 82 by the end of his term if elected. I'm not saying that old white guys run the world, but it sure seems like old white guys run the world. Just throwing that out there, like, it doesn't take a lot of tinfoil to look at who runs the world and go, huh, 99.9 something percent of these people are old white guys. Let's take race out of this situation. They're just old dudes. Right? Like, in any other situation, we'd be saying, Grandpa, it's time for you to go to the home. It's just, it's just time. We love you, but you're a danger to yourself and everybody else around you. Okay? Like, it, it's just time, Grandpa. You, you got to hang up your spurs. Had enough. Uh, it's not going to work. That's the brief for today. That's what I got, y'all. It's been an absolutely insane day here for me uh, I hope that it the day has been good to you if uh, I'll only be 82 oh brother precisely right double live bear today yeah I was also live with refuge medical earlier today over there and um, now I gotta police all my doggos so if you're one of those people that jumps off when it's time to talk about how to support the show here's your polite invitation to beat feet skedaddle get out of here have a blessed day shalom Everybody else, you guys know the drill, man. We do all the things on Patreon. It's five bucks a month. It's a prepper consultancy. Um, it's the best five bucks you can spend on the internet, dude. Links in the description. It's phenomenal. Tremendous. Believe it. I almost want Trump to get reelected just so I can do this all the time and talk like this. It's beautiful. It's the best Patreon. Everybody tells me. Melania loves it. It's precious. Believe it. Gorgeous. The best. The best. Hello, Brandon. Hello. Hello, Brandon. Hello. Um, Refuge Medical, you guys know the drill. If you want, like, if you're into American-made stuff, if you're a patriot, if you think there's still inexplicably some hope for this country, that we are still the best-looking horse in the glue factory, and you understand the importance of having real life-saving capability, um, you can shop at Refuge Medical, and we would greatly appreciate that. Uh, we make all the things, the bare fact, and the arc and the stomp bag like it doesn't matter what you do or who you are what your profession is we have a kit that will work for you you know if you're a tradesman we have the kit that you should have on site if you're a mechanic or a carpenter or work in the oil field or we've been getting so many pictures of kits and semi trucks lately it's awesome man like yes we also for the cool guys doing cool things yeah you know, do uh, SF guys and seals run our kits yes they do um, do we have Marines who run our kits? Yes, we do. We have 
law enforcement officers. Yes, we do. But we also have soccer moms and minivans, right? And the, the whole thing that we do is we take like real end user feedback from cool guys overseas doing things that never happened. And then we use that to, to develop the best kits that we can then bring them to you on the civilian market. All right, all right. That's uh, refugemedical.com. Be sure to check it out. Uh, and I think if you send a picture of your kit to media at Refuge Medical before midnight tonight, they're gonna select one person to win a $250 gift card to Refuge. So that's pretty cool. Refuge training, there'll be new dates uh, listed for Oklahoma tomorrow. So check that out, like open up the tab and just wait, hit refresh tomorrow. Uh, you'll have new dates in the store on Thursday, the 1st of June tomorrow for Pecola, Oklahoma. And of course, Grindstone Ministries, man, if you think it's an abomination that there's people out there who are just silly raping kids, so do we. But instead of just talking about it on Instagram, we go make sure that bad shit happens to those bad people, and then we rescue those kiddos, and we put them back together again. That's what we do in a nutshell. If you want to get plugged in on that, grindstoneministries.com. That's what I got for you all today. I love you. I hope you have an awesome day. I'm going to go find out what the H-E double hockey sticks is going on with all these dogs who are off their tethers. Because they're not they are not supposed to be. And they're, they're running rampant. They're gallivanting through the non-existent neighborhood out here. <sighs> Move to the country, they said. It'll be peaceful, they said. Have a... You know, 90-something animals on your property, they said. It'll be great. Trust me. Whatever. Bless y'all. Shalom.